Let's go. I don't have. How, how do we do this again? You say know. some words. Yeah, I say some words. I've, pre- I've prepared lots of them, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to, to the Long Snapper Podcast. It's been a long time since we've done this. I mean, you know, I've, I've been podding. I've been doing some punching chat. You may have heard it. Um, but the Long Snapper NFL Podcast is back. Briefly, probably. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I am Adam. Rich, Craig and Pat are with me right now. Hello, everybody. Evening, Good evening. What's up? And I think Mark's going to join us, but he's... I don't know. He puts kids to bed for two hours every night his own kids is it yeah surely surely they should know how to do that themselves by now your son's running like a five minute uh kilometer teach him how to put himself to bed for fuck's sake oh that that reminds me so i i had an ambition for the year that i was going to do a park run in under 30 minutes so the, the organized officially timed 5k runs and which, if you look at me, you'll think that's quite ambitious an achievement. But obviously, park runs haven't been happening. But I've been timing myself on Strava, going out, getting closer and closer. And last week, I did a 5K in 29.40. Really, really pleased with myself. Well and on the same day, Mark uploads to Strava, 5K with my seven-year-old, faster than me. Yeah. <laughs> his son is gonna be some sort of an olympic runner i'm sure that time he did was like a i'm sure he did a five minute a 5k at like a 522 per k or something like that which is quite comfortably my average <laughs> so, like... that makes me feel better actually i thought you'd be uh... <laughs> I do about um, uh, on a good day five minutes a kilometer over a five k. I'm not a fan of running, man. I like punching and kicking. It makes me feel better, Adam. In the last three months, I've run naught k and walked probably less than five k. So you know, <laughs> you do better than me. So you're you're that. bucking the trend. So most I think most people I've spoken to are in lockdown, are drinking more and exercising more. And I'd put myself in those both those brackets, but you've gone the other way by the sound of it. I'm yeah. drinking less as well. Sorry, carry on, Pat. No, that's fine. Um, well, all the all the exercise I did was cycling to work and sport at or after work, and now all that sport's gone. So I'm occasionally cycling to work, yeah. and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I'm Probably. doing I'm doing a lot less exercise, but I'm trying to get on. I got an exercise bike that I almost sold about a month before lockdown, and I'm trying to use that, but that's patchy at best. So you're doing less exercise and more drinking? Oh, absolutely. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) It comes down to the fact that I need the distraction of chasing stuff, shuttlecocks, volleyballs, anything. Keeping the, having the discipline just to exercise for the sake of exercise, I'm I'm not there. See, Pat, you're like me. You hate exercise, but love sport. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's, that's what they call an excuse, boys. Oh, yeah, Yeah. absolutely. (laughs) I mean, I'm not even trying to hide it. (laughs) That's where I was for quite a long time. I played five-a-side, and then, but that sort of fell apart due to... Here he is. We stole for long enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Mark. Hello, Mark. Hello. (laughs) All we've we've basically done is talk about you 
and just start, start rambling on about exercise and drinking in lockdown. But um, yeah. wow. so so before we do move on, uh, given that we've got the number of beer connoisseurs on that we have, uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, <laughs> and I've recently been in, introduced to it. So because I was concerned, I train all the time, but I definitely probably drink too much. I've jumped on this uh, alcoholic free beer wave and uh so it was really good because they taste quite good i got uh, like one of the brew dog ones however had one thought oh that's quite nice googled it milk sugars so that was shit <laughs> 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 uh, uh, so there's one or two uh alcohol free ones i need to try but any so recommendations your mistake, your mistake is googling it you know yeah if you didn't know you'd be, you'd be rather fine. not know yeah my issue with the alcohol-free stuff is I I really like high ABV, really thick, delicious beers, and none of the alcohol-free stuff comes anywhere near that. I suspect you'd have to throw half a ton of sugar in it to get anywhere near that, <laughs> and, and that that would just be worse almost for me than than those ones. Um, I'll have, I'll have a dig through, see if I can find you something. Sweet. Is it like one of those things that Diet Coke's actually worse for you than Coke because they compensate with loads of chemicals and I, d- I don't know what to believe anymore. I, I, I don't think it is. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe it's maybe it's better. All right, well let's um, let's crack on with the show as as they say. We don't. I don't know. I've forgotten what we do here. Um, but I haven't forgotten that I have a quiz for you. And seeing as you're all here, I'm going to crack on. And this one, this is foreign-born NFL players, which I don't think we've done before. Um, so if I was to say to you, Jay Ajayi, you would say... Who? I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, so you could you could have a guess as to the, the country that Jay Ajayi was born in. And of course, by com- country, I mean sovereign state recognized by the un in its own right or whatever the pointless definition of that is um so it'll be a buzzer thing i'll name the player you buzz in with the country you think they were born in um specifically born here if you get it correct you'll get two points if you are incorrect you will lose a point and be frozen out of that question and i think i have i have 15 players to go through so already lovely all right first first up is sebastian janikowski rich go for it rich australia incorrect you are on minus one anybody else mark yeah mark czech republic incorrect as well (laughs) um any Czechoslovakia or czech republic incorrect craig yes uh, I probably should have asked this to begin with. Do I lose points by guessing? You do. <laughs> if you, well, only if you're wrong. <laughs> and they both... Oh, I'm not going to bother. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You buzzed in. You, you either lose a point or you get it right yeah, at this yeah, point. Rich, Rich is right. You've got to guess at this point. <laughs> you buzzed in, mate. He didn't listen to the rules, rules, clearly. They weren't that complicated. Yeah, but Craig doesn't listen to the rules first time around. We all know. Ever and it's been a long time, like weeks. As well. <laughs> Come on! Oh, I missed this. Yeah. I'll take the QI buzzer answer and guess Poland. Um. Well, you didn't give Craig a chance, yeah. so he had uh, a chance. 
He, he did. He's lost the point anyway. What? Right. No. Well, then I, I guess I need. I need a guess. I need Go on. Guess. Have a guess, Craig. Germany. Right. Germany's incorrect. Pat is correct with Poland. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> So, so incredibly, Pat's three points ahead of all of you already, which is a great start. So I should just right. rank it and keep quiet for the next half hour. Then yeah. <laughs> you'd easily win if you did that. Yeah, that is that's. I've been I I've been screwed up there. You didn't know it, did you, Craig? <laughs> 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 all right. Next up, Patrick Chung. Mark. Yes, Mark. He's Jamaican. Hey, he is indeed correct. Well done. Right, Heinz Ward. Craig. Yes, Craig. Hawaii. Not a country. Do <laughs> 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 you want to have another go? I'll, I'll give you another go based on that. <laughs> Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's effectively like saying Cornwall. I'm now, I'm now not sure. <laughs> New Zealand. New Zealand, you say that's yeah. that's wrong. Um, <laughs> rich. Yes, rich. But mostly because I can't get worse than Craig. Germany. Germany is incorrect as well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else will have a go. Oh. Oh, mate. You, just, yeah. you don't yeah, have to. I've no idea and I've no incentive to guess now either. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, you've got, you've, you've, maybe. Quite sensible. It's actually South Korea. Um, if oh. you didn't know that, you probably weren't going to guess it. Okay, next up, Christian Okoye. Craig. Yes, Craig. Nigeria? Yes. Well done, sir. Back up to zero, you go. Um, <laughs> now, Morton Anderson. Mark. Yep. Norway? Incorrect. Damn it. <laughs> the oh. other... Craig wants to guess. I was, I was, just, I was just growling. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to growl and shit. <laughs> Anyone want to have a go? Come on. Yep, I'm guessing. It's not that. that one, it's the other one. Rich. All right. Go on, Rich. Uh, Sweden. Incorrect. Oh, <laughs> yes, Pat. We're narrowing it down. I'm going to go Denmark. You are spot on with that. Oh. I almost went Denmark as well. <laughs> I was really wanting you to just say Finland or Iceland at that point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, JJ Arthega Whiteside. Ooh, Mark. Yes, Mark. With Arthega, I'm assuming <laughs> maybe. Ooh, but is he? Ooh, not calling. <laughs> Spain. Spain is correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Was that a straight-up guess, Mark? Well, Arthega suggested it was like kind of like that, but I, in my head I was suddenly thinking, oh, could it be South American? Yeah, that's in there. I, yeah. I almost certainly pronounced it wrong either way, but there you go. Spain is right. Born in Zaragoza. Yeah. Uh, Mick Luckhurst. We all remember him. Luckhurst. Oh. <laughs> See, this is not the type of quiz to do out of season. Like, in the season, you pick it's up exactly the, little, It's yeah. exactly the type of quiz to do out of season. Oh, no. Are you all going to be wussy on Mick Luckhurst? I think you are, aren't you? I'll have a go. Go on. Go on, Pat. Let's go for... No, of course. England. Yeah. Um, I will give you England, the UK, correct? Um, you, you're storming into the lead. You're on six points. Right, next up, Ziggy Answer. Ooh. 
Mark. Yes, Mark. Is he Ghanaian? Correct. Good job. Very well done. All right, Robert Griffin the third. Yeah, RG three was not born in the United States of America. Oh, 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 Craig. Yes, Craig. He's he's the army, isn't he? His dad's. Oh, oh, he might have been somewhere like Germany. Is that your guess? Yeah. Incorrect. Oh. <laughs> I thought he was going to go with Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyone else having a go with RG3? Go okay. on, Pat. Go on, Pat. Rich. Go on, Rich. Canada. Canada is incorrect. Oh, I'm just going to be Alan Davies on this quiz, aren't I? <laughs> You're at minus four currently. Um, no one, no one's uh, going to have a go, are they? Okay, uh, Japan. Believe it or not, um, never guessed Japan. <laughs> no, I could tell. Right, next, next up, uh, the old kicker, Gary Anderson. Not the darts player, Russ. I can hear, I can hear him shouting out from, from here. No, none of you are going to bite there. South Africa. Oh, that made sense. Right. Yeah. Now, Jared Hayne. Oh, Mark? Yes, Mark. Australia? Correct. Um, thought Rich might have been in there as a 49er, but no, not quick enough. Okay, you have joined Pat on six points, by the way. Caro Santos. Mark? Yeah. Brazil? Correct. Into the lead you go. There's not okay. many less Brazilian names than that. More no. Brazilian names than that, are there? Could <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> can't be from you know. uh, Right, Luke Wilson of the Seahawks. Mark? Yes, Mark. Canadian. Correct. I did actually know that one. That was, that was hard knocks, wasn't it? That's the only reason yeah. I knew that. Yeah, 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 exactly. You got so much shit for being Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Rightly so. Um, Graham Gano. Oh, Mark. Yes. He's Scottish. He is. You are smashing it. Okay, and Nelson Aguilar. No one's uh, no one's going to go at that one. I can, okay, Nelson Aguilar was born in Nigeria, and that is the end of the quiz. And from nowhere, Mr. Salen or Salen, where were you born? <laughs> Finland. Finland. Well, no, I wasn't born there, but that's where the name's from. <laughs> um, yeah, you you are going to get some music. Well done, sir. Good job. I thought, I thought Pat, you had that in the bag. It just. Played it too safe. Went on a tear. Played it too safe. Prevent, prevent. Got complacent. Quiz prevent defense there. I had all my man back. <laughs> Ten man deep. <laughs> One Russian. <laughs> yeah, but Craig, you were you were going for a, a draw play on third and twenty two, yeah. and you're twenty <laughs> points down in fourth quarter. <laughs> That's right. And, and I think Hawaii is going to go down as one of our great ever answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> geography, traditionally not our strong point as a podcast. We are shit at geography. What if we have a geography question? Great back, to, back to Doug saying that Green Bay was only 70 miles from New York. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is like... Like more than that. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to guess again because I'll just get it really badly wrong again. <laughs> cool. Shall we, shall we talk some football? 
while we're while we're all here, um, we had this WhatsApp chat earlier, and I don't. I, it's not entirely clear where it came from, but there was a conversation about sort of picking which quarterback you'd like from the last three years worth of drafts. So, including this year, that would be 2018, 19, and 20, and who you'd have if you were you were building a franchise around. Um, and I could, yeah, I, it was actually quite a tricky question. I think you included 17, you've suddenly got Mahomes, Deshaun Watson and some, some others, but uh, we're not doing that. We're making it a bit harder for ourselves. Who'd like to kick us off with any of these QBs? Nobody? Right. Excellent. <laughs> I mean, whoever picked Lamar Jackson should kick us off because that's the obvious choice. Yeah. Is it the obvious choice, though? So that that is me, yeah. but I wasn't convinced that other people would agree with that. And the reason why I picked him is I understand the fact that because he's a dual threat quarterback, because running is a strong point for him, that there are questions about... Um, longevity you know is he going to be around for as long as some of these other guys who are more pocket passers but the question that I would pose to that is what do you really want when you build your franchise around a quarterback and that is to win rings and I think with the right quarterback in the right system which is John Harbour's system at the Ravens you've got a quarterback there who can who can pass he is a much better passer than people give him credit for he's a good passer under pressure he has that ability to scramble make first downs make plays with his legs okay he might only give you 6 or 7 years as a quarterback but i reckon you my franchise is probably going to win at least two rings in that time and i don't care if you build your franchise around some of these other guys you're not winning any rings maybe you get one maybe get two in 20 years. By that time, I've had three different dual threat quarterbacks. I've won six rings. What are you guys bringing to the table? My argument with that, though, is that you look at dual threat quarterbacks, and I don't think you can classify Lamar as a dual threat quarterback in the way that, say, Russell Wilson's a dual threat quarterback. Lamar is, you're right, in that he is a better passer than people give him credit for, but his the way that he gets into the run is too quick to, I think, like properly classify him as dual threat. So he's like one read, run. He's not check his progressions, first read, second read, third read. And that's where I think he falls down. Because when you look at quarterbacks like that getting rings, you look in the history of the NFL, how many have ever won a ring? You're probably looking at less than the fingers of one hand, if any. Quarterbacks that can quarterbacks that can run have won Super Bowls, but I think with Lamar, and this might change over time with him, but I think he is, it's it's too much, and it's similar in a much lower respect to what Tyrod Taylor was like when he was at the Bills. It's you check your first read if it's not open, you tuck the ball and you're running. Did you just and compare think... Lamar Jackson to Tyrod Taylor? <laughs> you know, I, I did. I did qualify it by saying to a much lower degree. Um, but that, that, I think, to me, is where he falls down, plus the issues with, like you said, one hit and one that side of his game is gone. I think he's, like, it's it's obviously a lot, you know, a lot of his athletic ability is around the run. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump back on that one and suggest that he's only two years into a career and a lot of players improve significantly year three, year four, in terms of seeing the field further. 
obviously... two years and he hardly played in his first year either. Right. So. I, I think there is there is definitely a question mark there, but I do think that there are other skills that he has that allow him to you know to have that time to progress and will probably progress and also the fact that he's bringing a lot more confusion to a to the opposing defense than a lot of standard drop back and throw at quarterbacks well it's a system thing and i think he's in the right system i think uh your comparison of tyra taylor and lamar jackson is like comparing the lovely beers that the uh, three gentlemen around you drink to Carlin, mate. It's just not the, it's not the, same, <laughs> it's not the, it's not the same league, fella. Um, no, I, 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 I agree with you there, but the, the principle of how they get so into... Carling, how they, how they go through a bad beer, so, so, so the reason... I, this is the thing about Lamar and the whole he doesn't go through his progression thing that I don't think is... Is is entirely fair, um, uh, and that's because you you go for your progressions because you know you've got like your most likely option, what you would like to happen, and then you're evaluating your remaining options. So you've got the play design for maybe uh, you know an A uh, you know your A target who you want to look at first, and then you you might <clears throat> read the defense inside out, and so you want to see what other options you've got the thing about Lamar is often his legs are a high percentage win right there's no point in maybe waiting the extra two seconds to continue your progressions and get a you know three yard four yard take uh check down if you maybe have your first read look at your second see that there's an opening for you to get 10 yards you're always the fastest player on the field so I think that the whole is he a developed quarterback argument doesn't stand up because he's having success. If he was Tyra Taylor and every time he's running, he's getting smashed in the mouth two yards down the field. And you're lucky if he gets a 15 yard run, then fine. You can start saying, mate, you need to start going through your progressions and taking care of the ball. But with Lamar, he was very, very, very rarely wasted a play. So it's not like he, he was always throwing the ball away. The offense was always stalling. He was moving the ball. They were getting first down. So I, I think it's a good approach for a second-year quarterback. No doubt he will get better. don't think you're wrong. Um, and certainly if his legs are the second-best option, then, yeah, take it. And I can understand why you use that. But it only takes him to pick that option once and get one lick like RG3 got, and it affected end, effectively ended his career as a starting quarterback. One hit. That that's. I do so think that's true to of, say that, isn't it? But you know, do you if, think that's true of even drop back quarterbacks? Say, yeah, one yeah. one but hit, but not to and... the same, but not to the same degree. As if you're if you're a runner, you can get hit a hell of a lot more and harder than you can if you're in a pocket. Yeah, but you you especially with the rules of how they are now. If Correct. you're in the pocket, you're protected to a certain extent. Exactly right. Um, yes. As soon as you take off, you're. Your fair game as a target, and the yeah. way Lamar Jackson runs, it's not as if he's he's being cautious with it and take and sliding once he's got the first down. He's he's challenging defenders yeah. who and can, largely and can, he's much faster and better than. Yeah, and so you can he's, he because will, he is he faster. Get, he will get hit, but you know if that that's his they're his attributes. He's he's looked incredible doing that. He's looked incredible throwing the ball. I might add, and he, you know criticizing him for having success doing that i don't think it's fair when you 
it's not as if he's he's tried other things and they haven't worked, or he's tried that and they haven't worked. All he's done wrong is lost the playoff game. From a 49er perspective, having seen Kaepernick and the other Harbour produce some incredible football and come within one terrible, why the hell would you throw a fade there, uh, play from winning a Super Bowl, I could see, I, I genuinely believe if Harbour and Kaepernick had been kept together and there had been more harmony in the back office and the front office of of the franchise. I genuinely believe that the Niners would have been back to several other Super Bowls with with that setup. And I can see John Harbour and Lamar being being that exact same thing, being able to get that level of success together. And I, I think Lamar's a better player than Kaepernick, which is why I can see this being a an even more fruitful um pairing. And that's why I've gone for them. And and if you take all that negative thought, it comes down to the, would I rather have a spectacular spectacular year with Lamar Jackson, or would I rather have ten years of mediocrity with someone like Daniel Jones? It's not a difficult decision for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, th- and that's why well, that's... no one's picked Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's why when we said franchise quarterback, that's why I thought about it that way. It's like, what what's the point of having a franchise quarterback? Is to try and win rings. You might have him for a lot less time, but if you win a couple of rings, that's that's success. Of course, of course it is, and you you never you never know what's coming down the line. This having somebody to guarantee you fifteen years of staying upright is pointless if that gets you, yeah, as as you say, Pat, if that gets you ten years of mediocrity. Um, which, by the way, we don't we don't know that that's what Daniel Jones is going to produce. We're just guessing here, of course. Uh, but you, you're going to go for the what's likely to bring you instant success, surely. Plus, I also know that if I pick Lamar Jackson, that Craig would have my back on the argument. So, you know, <laughs> just 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 in for an easy life, Rich. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Give us somebody else. Give us a more difficult life. Um, <coughs> let's go to you. Or not. Who, it doesn't matter what say? I say. I'm just going to get. <laughs> who did, did you say? say? I said Pat. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it's just I had to go to you in the middle name. So. I changed my mind as I was looking at stats after we'd had the discussion. Um, so I'm going to go for Drew Locke out of all the guys on the list. He was, I mean, the, the second place argument is pretty close one, I think, but from a small sample size last season in a fairly ropey outfit, he looked solid, decent to me. And um, with the level of accuracy and the speed and precision of his selection, for someone who'd spent half a season on a bench and then been thrown into the fire, I was impressed with that. I liked it. And uh, I, I can see that as something you can build on going forward. I don't dislike Drew Locke. I think he's promising. I think what you say is is the upside, but it's also the downside. We just haven't seen very much of him yet. and We don't really know what what he is as a quarterback in the same way that none of us picked anyone from the most recent draft, because we just have no idea who they really are in the NFL. But yeah, I agree that he's got talent and seems to be a solid starter there. I'm, I'm intrigued by the Broncos next season, certainly. Yeah. I'd I'd seen enough to know. I liked five of the other options less. (laughs) Very close with him. And I think, you know, I'm biased from, from the Homer pick perspective. I almost 
had Stidham up there on the basis that we haven't seen anything of him. <laughs> he hasn't but, done anything wrong. But Nor if have I. Good enough for Belichick, <laughs> why wouldn't he be good enough for my franchise? You know, he's got a better um, track record of picking quarterbacks than I have. So, um, well, you say that, but he's, he's only got picked, picked one, one in the last twenty years, <laughs> and that, Two. that was a lucky well, sixth-round pick. Two. Oh, whatever. Who Two. Cares? <laughs> we all know the best quarterbacks come out in the sixth round. <laughs> well, yeah. Do you, you? I'm. I'm actually as much as it pains me. I'm a relatively high on Minshew as a as a character as a, as somebody. Yeah, he's not. He's not. I don't think he came out and looked impressive in the immediately, although he sort of made an impact. But there was one game that he put on his back and won from nowhere. I think it was Denver. Yes. Um, and I just thought that's that was impressive. There was it was bottle. There was nerve, and he. Yeah, he obviously didn't do it any week, every week, far from it. Um, but I saw something there that made me think, you know, this, you can be as flashy as you like, but winning games in as a As all tough the Jags place. fans say, he's good enough to stop us from tanking. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll make of that what you will. I think that's a bit harsh. I, I actually, so, so you, would, you would take Drew Lock over Minshew? It's a close call. And as I say, I think my teal specs maybe make the call more difficult to make. So I was trying to, lean away from the bias I think I've got so, so you Drew want Lock, to take Minshew but you're I, just I, being <laughs> Drew Luck just seems so like like average to me yeah. like I get yeah I get I get what you're saying but he had no pressure at all um they were playing for nothing <clears throat> whereas I think for Minshew you know what he's got what you would describe him Adam he's got source I I, I just think yeah, the guy yeah. is a He's a baller. He, Adam he's got would definitely stuff. say he's got sauce. Yeah. <laughs> I like the word. It, it, it was it's a better word than I came up with. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> man, man's a saucy. I love it. He's so such a character, but he was always willing to play. Had a lot of like, yeah, like he's got flaws. Don't get me wrong. Inaccurate at times. You question decision making, but I don't know. Definitely. I mean. On a week to week, their numbers probably wouldn't be too different. But I, I, I fancy Mitchu with a higher ceiling. I've got two things to say on that. First one is that Craig calling Drew Lock average makes me like him more. Um, the second thing is <laughs> Minshew, for me, there's one thing about him that I love, and that's the fact that he seems to have this calmness. So even when everything's breaking down around him, even when he's having to abandon the pocket and scramble a bit, he's still able to find options and able to find players. So, yeah, he might not have the biggest, flashiest arm, whatever, but there's that calmness that you don't see. I've seen so many of some of the options that we had to pick from just looking like bunnies in the headlights this season, last season, whatever, that that was the reason why I couldn't pick them. Whereas Minshew has, he's got something about him and I don't know whether it's just not having the pressure because he's such a low pick that you don't expect him to, but I, I kind of like that. I mean, he, he was Russell Wilson-esque at his peak when he was scrambling like that. And it was, you know, peaks for single downs rather than peaks for seasons. But, you know, I'd be happy so to have him as a quarterback till 2030. That would be fine. And also, Plus the I've got you all bigging up how good Minshew is for five minutes. So my switch really worked <laughs> out. Yeah, reverse psychology. Clever. <laughs> right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go next based on the whole source thing, because 
that's pretty much my only argument with the guy I've picked. And I, I've picked, yeah, I wanted to pick Lamar Jackson, and that's the correct answer in this whole discussion. <laughs> um, but um, I, I said Baker Mayfield. Now, a year, yeah, yeah, I know. And you'd be wrong. <laughs> a year ago, that wouldn't have looked that silly, I don't think. Um, no. And I don't get, don't get me wrong, I quite dislike Baker Mayfield as an individual. Um, and he's looked like an absolute idiot at times, but I think he's got a bit of that source, whatever you say about him. And there were similar games that he's won for Cleveland. Now, okay, he's he's had more around him than Gardner Minshew has. Um, but actually, I think Baker Mayfield played better in his his rookie year with probably less around him than he did in his second year when Cleveland suddenly have all these flashy signings, you know, Odell Beckham, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a sophomore slump to his second year, of course. Um, but I've, I've seen a bit enough that, to say that, frankly, I don't like many of the other options. <laughs> that's a big part of this. Um, so, that's, that's all I've got. There you go. L- let me tell you why Baker's wrong. And he is saucy. You don't need to. I know it's wrong. <laughs> and Baker is saucy. Don't get it twisted. He is like you gotta love it. You gotta love it. <laughs> like, Are we talking he's, HP or also? <laughs> nah, he's hot. He's 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 like a lower end hot sauce, like a like um like um like a peri peri or some shit. Nando's hot sauce in it. Dead. It's dead. It's dead hot sauce, but it's still hot sauce in it. That's basically. It's lemon it. and herb. Yeah, yeah, a bit, bit spicier than that, but still, he's a bit. He, but the thing about Baker, here's the issue with Baker, he's not talented enough, right? So there's the first thing. Like he's very good, he's got a lot of confidence, but he's actually not good enough, and therefore he has to make um, adjustments in his personality and get people along with him. And he has proven that he just hasn't been able to do that. Like you can't, you can't be like. Big Ben. The thing about Big Ben, for all of his issues, Big Ben is actually very fucking good. He's very, very good at actually playing football, certainly in his prime. Baker hasn't got the physical attributes or that that, that top level of skill. Um, and I just think his character is too much of an issue. I wouldn't want Baker anywhere near my franchise. He's a man who's made o- Odell look average and for that alone, <laughs> as, I, as a you know, as someone who, having you know. having Rich call Baker average has made me like him more. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, this, yeah, I don't, I don't think we need to say anything else about Baker Mayfield. Quite frankly, <laughs> Craig, who did you pick? So obviously the answer is Lamar, but I um I went with that's the... everyone's caveat, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I went. I went with the clear and obvious number two, uh, and and that's Kyler Murray. And I suppose this is a tricky one, right? So um, I'm all. Firstly, the caveat: I, I, I'm all about the eye test. I love players who excite me and make me enjoy football. Um, and most people enjoyed watching Kyler Murray play, the part, the, the, regardless of how good you think he is. Um, but there's some bits about his his abilities um, that for me show that he is the most talented, probably of them all. If you was 
you was if you was to grade across uh, a number of um I don't know statistical categories, while Lamar would have two or three that are off the charts, Kyler has ten where he's all very good. Um, and people made that you talked about Mark. I think you made the the distinction in terms of dual threat. I don't agree with you. I think Lamar's a dual threat, um, but you made the distinction about a Russell Wilson who who doesn't so much as run to as a as a while he can use the run as a threat. The run also op- offers opportunity to pass, and that was one of the best things we saw about Kyler. And many, you know, I've never played quarterback. Um, but if you listen to a quarterback talk at any level, um, but particularly the highest level, um, one of the things they they go on about is keeping your eyes down the field. Um, I think he only had three games last year where he had more than 10 rushing attempts. So this isn't a quarterback who's looking to run all the time. Um, issues are, you know, as many 300-yard games as he had, he had 150-yard games. So we definitely got to find some consistency. Um, but... <clears throat> doesn't turn the ball over too often 12 turnovers and five of those are in two games um i think he had eight games with no turnovers and they won five so that's a great sign for your first year um and i think like i say he's just got such high skill level across so many categories if a good coach can't make him a top level quarterback then i'm looking at the coach i've got a lot i'm very high on kyler i've been looking at their coach already by the way it's funny because I don't see why Kyler was a clear second um, until kind of Craig described that. He's got a worse win percentage as a starter than even Dwayne Haskins, who is much lower down the list. But it's it's interesting to see that he runs like Ben Kennedy, which is never convincing. And it's so from from maybe it's just because I watched mainly highlights and the highlights of Arizona last year were pretty much a train wreck. That yeah, that's, under, that's where I was at with it, really. the confidence you have in someone. But he's got a much better supporting cast around him for next season by the looks of it. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. And I kind of hope Craig's right. He's in a tough conf- uh, tough division and yep. he's teeny tiny, which doesn't help when you're trying to look over. You know, he abandons the pocket very quickly, which has been a criticism of, of him last year. But... I think the biggest test will be how well he connects with Hopkins. If that connection works, all of a sudden that, that offense becomes scary. So the, so the, so the thing I want to leave us with is that he never really, um, even in the bad games, he was all, they was always able to score points and that was a dog shit team last year. Um, and while he had eight games with zero turnovers and the team won five of those, he had five, 300 plus yards, um, Three, five, three hundred plus yard games, and they only won one. So that team's got a lot of issues. Um, and so, like I say, let's go by the eye test. I think what he's got is that Russell Wilson thing, right? He, I understand, could he sit in the pocket more? But so there is the thing. Sorry, I don't want to go off a tangent. I did watch him last year, and too often, what we've, we, we have, aren't seeing... I, we've gone a long way into this pod without going <laughs> yeah. off on a tangent. Go, you go with it. <laughs> Um, he so what he does do and what what he does do him uh, and a lot of new quarterbacks which is really frustrating to watch is they make their drop and they don't uh, sort of slide back up in the pocket 
like they'll drop, they'll maybe wait, and then it breaks down rather than sliding back up. And Kyler did that too many times for my liking last year. That in itself is an art form. Aaron Rodgers doing that is beautiful to watch. So definitely areas of improvement. But like I say, for a young quarterback, a young quarterback who likes to, to use their legs, who can take care of the ball. I know he had a couple of games of too many interceptions, but over the course of the season, took care of the ball, extends plays, didn't really get hurt. Um, I think you've got to build around that team, build around his skill set. Um, and I, I really think he can replicate sort of what Russell Wilson has done uh, and take a lot of those lessons in, in sort of how to protect yourself while using your athleticism. Just what I need as a Niner fan, another Russell Wilson in our division. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. And you made the point. Niners, um, Hawks, Rams, not nice. And I'll tell you what's even more beautiful to watch. Um, Aaron Rodgers getting sacked for a safety. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's, well, it's just Mark, isn't it? We've yeah, all, tell us why we're all, all wrong. Through, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think you know who's, who's going to be talked about next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think... Dwayne Haskins? Dwayne Haskins <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, Josh Allen. Um, look, everyone knows that there's a lot wrong with Josh Allen. Um, it's always a good place to start. Yeah, <laughs> there's, 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 there's areas there's areas of his game where that clearly improvements need to be made. It's not a positive article, but he's got out of everyone in has he got last, sauce? In the, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, does, when, actually, yeah. when you look at when you're looking at Baker Mayfield to the point that Craig made about he has, you know, almost alienated his locker room. Josh Allen is the complete opposite of that. There isn't a bigger leader in this group. Um, there isn't anyone else that the team rallies around as much as uh, as the team rallies around Josh Allen. Um, there's there's clear deficiencies in his game that he needs to work on, but that you've got a bit of a, a back catalogue now, and he's made improvements from his rookie season to his second season, which you don't see that much when you look at people like Baker and even people like Sam Darnold. I think that regressed in his second year. Allen was double the amount of touchdowns, a thousand more yards in the season, less interceptions, a far better passer rating. All of his measurables, or the vast majority of his measurables in passing, were improved from one year to the next. He always had the argument that um, the weapons that he was throwing to weren't particularly special. They were upgraded in the second year, and you saw his production. You throw Stefan Diggs into the mix, and I think you might see another level of progression again. Um, but it's I, there's no one in this out of those last three years that's got a bigger arm. He could, the fact that the guy can throw the ball 90 yards from a standing start. Um, I don't think there's anyone else that can replicate that. Accuracy is clearly a problem, but it is an area that he's improving. Um, and I think with him, it's kind of year three is very much a, this is the year that you have to really produce the numbers. He's still not had a 300-yard game. Yeah, no one can hit a water boy way off the uh, sidelines like he can. <laughs> Sam Darnold so can. Here's well, speak, speaking of mono. Here's my well. Here's my <laughs> issue with um, Josh Allen in that he's a mono threat quarterback right now. That's and we've you know how I feel about Josh Allen, and you also know about how I feel about the Bills. I think the best thing by far about Josh Allen is the team around him, and that is a phenomenal football team right now. 
particularly on defense. But yeah, you mentioned Diggs. You know, they've they've given him weapons, and they've got a running game. They've got an O line. They've got almost everything except a quarterback. Now, we we had a jokey conversation earlier, which possibly isn't so much a joke these days about the Titans and the Bills playing the AFC Championship game. And it, but it isn't that crazy. I, I honestly think that Buffalo are a quarterback away from being a legit Super Bowl team. And I'm, I'm, I'm not just being trying to be a, a dick and I'll have a, have a pop at Josh Allen. I am a bit, but I just, I just feel I don't, I don't like what I see when he throws the ball and he doesn't, he doesn't put up the numbers. May you, you might be right. Maybe third year with a bit more a bit more talent around him he might prove me wrong um obviously i hope don't hope he does that goes without saying but i i i just i think that that team everything else in buffalo the coaching staff it's fantastic um i just wonder if they're they're going to miss an opportunity because of that one guy so what are you calling his mono threat then his legs. It was what just to be clear. I think I think the area that you're the thing that you're wrong with about that is that he was held back a lot last year because the thing that we didn't have was a legitimate, really, really like good, solid, route running, deep threat quarterback. That big, big name that if you tell him to be in a certain spot, he will be there. As good as um like Smokey Brown was um in, in certain games. He's not that top tier quarterback. And you could see, I think the thing that held Allen back wasn't necessarily the fact that he couldn't make the throw. It's the fact that that play wasn't called. It's the offensive coordinator, I think, in the second year, as much as anything, that means you didn't see those massive numbers um, purely because that play isn't the one that he was told to run. Um, It all comes down to, I think, a lot how well he does with digs in the mix because that is that top tier level quarterback and i think if he can't do it in year Zero. three sorry yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah if he if he can't do it in year three with digs with this team he's got around him with an o-line that is going to be completely back for the first time i think in bill's history um, then he isn't ever going to. But I think he's got the mechanics and he's got the raw ability to to be able to do it. As much as I'd love to focus on Mark's idea of a deep threat quarterback, uh, what I'd rather (laughs) say is um, I mentioned bunnies among some of the other quarterbacks. And my issue with Alan is that I've seen him a number of times last season be a bit of a rabbit in the headlights where he just looked completely overwhelmed by the situation and that might be that he's young and it might be that he's not experienced yet but that for me is almost the biggest worry about Alan if if they make it work Alan and Diggs and others um Buffalo aren't going to be far away at all um here's a question though if if they don't make it work if it doesn't doesn't come off um will the Bills have the 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 balls to Admit well, it's not admit if that's the right word to move on from him. Given that it could be sound as silly as it might sound, a Super Bowl window with everything else that they've got. I, I think whilst he's in his his rookie deal, yeah, I think that they, if it gets to a point whereby they've either got to pay him, and if he hasn't delivered, yeah, they'd move on, no doubt. 
I said, I think the idea was maybe they'd be moving on to Jake Fromm, but maybe not so much anymore. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mm. yeah. I, and and what I said, Mark, is purely as as an NFC fan, I don't have much of a. I don't really care about the AFC that much, but I do quite. <laughs> I like the Bills because I like the setup of the team there. I think it is a really, really solid squad, and I'm excited to see a perpetually underrated team get that kind of rise that they're having at the moment and i quite like alan i kind of like him as a personality but i just i'm i'm not convinced by him on the field yet would you rather have him if, if you had to have a season based on what you've seen so far would you rather have him or jimmy g i would have jimmy g but i've been watching niners games week in week out and seen what he's done and i suspect you're probably the same in that you've watched the bills week in week out and seen what Alan's done that I probably haven't because I'm mostly watching highlights. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. They're let's go. Let's posh. go. All right, Craig, Mister Craig. didn't even bother to pick his own quarterback because <laughs> <laughs> he's that good. <laughs> I was yeah, we, the question. Ooh, what Mass- was that? Massive, massive face, Sam Donald, Craig, Pat, and myself as non 49 slash Bills fans, Jimmy G or Josh Allen. Craig, I'd go Jimmy G because that wasn't Craig. What I've seen from Alan, I can see him turning into, um, you know, sort of Phil Rivers long bombs down the middle to three defenders closer than any of his receivers. And that's a dangerous slope to head down. All right, Craig, Jimmy G or Josh Allen? I know what you're going to say here. I, I, do you? Because I don't. <laughs> Sprung this on me. Honestly, I think they're both. They are. They are both B minus, mate. Um, I, 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 That's generous. Pro, pro, prob, probably uh, Jimmy G. Purely on the basis that he's more. He's a better. He's more. He's a more developed thrower. While Allen is quite athletic, he's not athletic enough that that makes any difference. So. I'd probably go Jimmy G. I do. I do. Like, I, feel, I kind of feel like Rich. I feel bad because I actually. I don't. I don't mind Josh Allen. He, he when he when Bills did well, he played well. But there is nothing about him. I'm trying to think now. Uh, any defining features other than the fact that you're a bit surprised that a big lad can run like that is literally it. Like you're a little bit surprised he's plundering, plundering along, and he's ended up getting you 12, 15 yards, and you're like, Gee, all right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Josh. <laughs> um, so yeah, jump, just uh, jumping over, uh, jumping over linebackers. Yeah. It's like yeah. he's done. He's done about ten of those John Elway plays. They're like the helicopter play, hasn't he? <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to say Josh Allen actually, Craig. For, so I got called you wrong there um i i'm gonna say jimmy g as well sorry mark um and but i do i do i do agree that you can all be wrong it's fine don't worry about it okay (laughs) i'm wrong i'm not sorry um i i agree this when you win the championship game next season (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's kansas city baltimore what on earth are we talking about here but yeah josh allen i totally get the character and i think that is a big part of it and there's popularity in the locker room I mean, but, you know, we saw that with Marcus Mariota, um, all of that, everything you describe, um, and I bought into it. C- coming back to the whole point of the discussion, we're going with Lamar Jackson, right? Of course we are. <laughs> but what, before we, before we move on, though, is he going to get another chance, Mariota? <sighs> because have, funnily, funnily enough, I would take Mariota over Alan 
and Jimmy G. No chance. Not a, not in a million years. I'd certainly yeah. take him over Allen. I don't know. I'd take him over the pair of them. When he 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 he's Two got years, a ceiling. Without doubt, but he's yeah. got a ceiling. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I it was like, genuinely. And it was college. I genuinely believe that both Winston and Mariota will both get another chance and will prove at least one of them will prove the doubters wrong. They are two great backups. That's for damn sure. Yeah. And I'd have, I'd have loved to have, it, it wouldn't happen because of how everything played out. But if I'd have loved to have had Tannehill with Mariota behind him, obviously. Because yeah, as backups, you don't have to ride them down to the bottom of the roller coaster. You can just enjoy the top bits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> Yeah, having having someone who can come in with that level of experience is is huge. Um, I meant to. Uh, Craig has just left us, and I knew he had to leave at this specific moment in time, and I forgot to acknowledge that. I was going to say say bye bye, but um, <laughs> fuck him. He normally interrupts when he wants to say something. So, uh... <laughs> I I want to I want to just jump on the Mariota and and. Um thingy train in terms of i think both of them have landed in really great spots i think a year in or maybe more in new orleans and being behind a quarterback in las vegas who is very much on the hot seat puts them both in either a great position to learn or to potentially take over a rocky ship steady it and maybe ride that out for the rest of the season i think i think car was in trouble if it was anyone else I think Mariota's dog shit and has proven nothing else that he's dog shit over the entire time he's been in the league. Sorry, Adam. You're not sorry. I've seen nothing of him at all that would give me any that's kind of confidence. You don't watch the Titans. You know, we've had this discussion. Well, I, oh, I've seen... I, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, Mariota certainly wasn't watching his own receivers. I mean, well, the, the thing is, he's failed to show that he can improve his consistency. So however high your ceiling is, if your floor is terrible and you go six, and you go eight and eight, that doesn't do anyone any good, does it? So, And he started off at a level and every year he got worse to a yeah. point whereby that team got significantly better as soon as someone who wasn't good enough to be in Miami went in the team. And I genuinely, I've no idea how anyone thinks Mariota is worth a starting spot in the NFL two things two things there one Ryan Tannehill I don't know what Miami were doing with him um two Mariota got regressed during his time in the league mostly I think down to significant injuries at various points uh, that, that's I'm not I'm not just I'm just that's my opinion um I so think another reason why he would, so, so, that, if, so if he's injury prone that's surely another reason why you wouldn't have him yeah, no, no, I'm not not arguing with that. No, absolutely. Okay, uh, but would as a backup, you... it's not it's not that huge. Anyway, no. would you have Mariota or Trubisky? Because I would have Mariota. I'd have it. I'd have myself over Trubisky. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't throw. I really can't throw a football. I'd rather have coronavirus. I think. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we've managed. We've managed an hour before anyone made a coronavirus gag. <laughs> impressive it wasn't much of a gag um <laughs> oh, certainly, certainly not as much of a joke as trubisky anyway <laughs> right i i did i i probably didn't mention at the top um we other bit well there's not there probably is news but i haven't looked at what it is 
Um, <laughs> you mentioned coronavirus. Now, the, the league, we're all still assuming that it, everything will happen this year as planned. And I think the last few weeks, there's more optimism about that than there was sort of April, May, maybe. But come what may, the International Series games have been cancelled, which is a clear no-brainer of a decision. Um, do it's a it's a finger in the air crystal ball thing. Um, I guess for two questions really. One, how do we see the season panning out under these conditions? How much change do do we think there's going to be? Two, what's the future of the the games over here? Given that we haven't got any this year, I think the second one's quite easy to answer. By the way, I th- I think we'll probably get to a situation where we will start the season probably on time if they can be playing in international football leagues. I don't think there's any reason at all why you can't play in the NFL, but I dare say the season will probably start behind closed doors. Um, Whether that changes as the season progresses, we'll see. And I think it'll be really weird to watch it. Um, The fact that you'll be able to hear a lot of the the calling and a lot of home field advantage might disappear because of of that. Um, But I think they will try to reintroduce it, especially if Trump has his way, they're going to try and reintroduce crowds as quickly as they possibly can. Um, but I think they'll probably start without that. And you might see some strange results with maybe oh, more God. road it'd wins be, than normal. It'd be a shame if they lost some of the preseason, wouldn't it? <laughs> Gutted. I'm trying to remember whether I know the last game for the Niners is the Seahawks at home. I'm trying to remember how early in the season we play the Seahawks in Seattle, because <laughs> that is, while there still aren't crowds in that's the stadium, I think are. I think that's potentially an easier game for us. Do you yeah. think? Yeah, probably. Yeah, anybody going up to the northwest? Yeah, well, they doubt. pipe in that noise anyway, don't they? So it won't change that. No, much. That, that's the Falcons. It's <laughs> like social distancing in Jacksonville. It won't make any difference. <laughs> well, that, I, you say, saying that, right? This, I've, I keep wondering this, and the, the, we've seen the Bundesliga restart, and the Premier League's going to restart next week. Um, I don't see why nobody's thought it's it's always a it's sort of assumed like it's all or nothing you either play empty stadia or you have a full crowd in if you've got so we have a two we have this two meter thing and people are starting the lockdown rules have been gradually relaxed and so on um why can't you have a situation where crowds can go in but it might be 20 percent of a crowd so people sit three seats apart from each other and sensibly in a big stadium, you could do that safely with social distancing. Surely that's better than Every behind ground those like League Two football. Yeah. You, can't, you can't afford to open those Premier League stadia with the, with that fewer number of people going in, the, the number of staff that it costs you Surely it's got to be open anyway for the game to go ahead. Yeah, but you don't need the security staff. You don't need... You know, that will be more limited. Staff, you don't need all of that stuff. All of the stewards, you don't need any of that if you don't have crowds. Whereas if you have, apparently, I, I did hear that some Bundesliga club had some tiny number of fans, so like 20 or 30 fans got into one of the stadiums. I don't know whether it was allowed or whether they just did it anyway. Um, so that there is a little bit of that, but I sort of like jumped over the fence <laughs> yeah I, I genuinely i i was watching i hadn't watched any of the bundesliga until last weekend and then i i realized that i could watch football on tv as a live sport it is it feels very pre-season which i don't like it feels yeah. really weird watching games without 
proper crowd noise. And I do think I'm sort of I'm sort of of the opinion that the NFL will restart with yeah. full stadia because because I think it would affect the NFL even more than it does football. Actually, it would. It I agree really completely. Partic- yeah, I agree. Particularly with the, like you say, the home field advantage because you, I, you don't get away fans, so like the home field advantage right. is massive. But I think that what will happen is that you'll get the American attitudes of my freedom, and they'll just they'll just assume that if you're going to have a game played in a stadium, there will be a crowd there. There won't even be the thought of playing in a stadium with an empty, with no crowd. There's talk of the Niners playing in Arizona because people can go to games in Arizona, but they can't in California. <laughs> okay. Oh, there might be some weird stuff like that with different states and different laws, of course. Um, yep. What's the latest with baseball? I, I haven't paid Who enough attention. Who cares? Oh, well, it's a season that would be going on right now if it were not for this. I was just wondering. It's, given... it's, due, to re- it's due to restart soon, I think, but I don't know what the situation is. I assume it'll be behind closed doors, but I don't know. Yeah, so that that might be a, a litmus test for the NFL to look at how, how baseball handles these things. I think the problem with America is while they're still having as many deaths as they are, they can't possibly, although, you know, Americans are stupid, but come on. Yeah, the look at who's in charge, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <sighs> um, what about the international series? I, I, I mean, I, I think I, they'll I, just go back to it next season. It's like it makes too much be. money for them to drop it completely. Um, so I think they'll probably just give it a miss this this year and they'll go back to it next season as though nothing is ever wrong. I'm sure you're right. The, the, you just see the odd whisper of, oh, maybe the NFL will realise that actually they don't need it. Or... It's dollar. They'll think about the money and whilst it generates the cash that it does and they get the international exposure that they get that generates more money everywhere else, they'll, conti- they'll continue doing it. They might even try something because they didn't have any games this year to like double the amount of games or something to look at what we've done. Um, I, I don't think there's any danger that they won't come back. Whether they should or not is another argument entirely. Um, but I think they'll be back the following year. I wouldn't be surprised if there is more coronavirus over this coming winter, whether that pushes it a further year out, but I can't see any reason why they wouldn't come back once things are relatively back to normal. It just yeah. it just wouldn't make any sense to have built this level of support abroad and then just throw Drop it all it. away. Yeah. yeah, whilst they're selling out four games a year, there's no incentive to make it less than that when it's... Um logistically possible to do it it'd be more interesting to see whether you you continue heading towards having a franchise over here full-time um you know we had jacksonville going up to two games next year which outraged their fans as i understand understandably so i think losing what a third of your home games for the season court the home games for the season can't do maths is um <laughs> is you know that, that that's a lot it's a big chunk to take out it's a good job you don't note. do anything st- statistical related for work, isn't it, Pat? Yeah, sure. Good job no one lists this, really. <laughs> On that note, um, Pat, you wrote a column, which I forgot to respond to, but I did read. Um, and just t- talking amongst other things about that very thing that, um, you know, look at it from your, the bigger person here, looking at it from the perspective of fans in Jacksonville. Yeah, I and mean, it, it's mostly... UK Jags fans related, but I guess there's a, there's an element of UK NFL fans in general and trying to explain we don't want to steal your franchise. You know, as as UK fans of any sport, 
franchises make us uncomfortable. You know, you only have to see the backlash MK Dons are still getting after years and years. I love plucky Wimbledon, starting from the ashes of their robbed club. Everyone hates MK Dons, who's not MK Dons fans. So if we are to get a franchise over here, what you'd want is for it to be a new startup expansion team. You wouldn't want to steal a team from a city over there. And what I was trying to explain as the core of the article was we want to share the love of Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars, not the Jaguars. We want to share in the highs and the lows and the roller coaster with the home fans there. And with the know, what on the lows? The... <laughs> Come on, there's some highs. We beat Denver once. That was exciting. <laughs> you had a good but, defense like three years ago. Yeah, 2017 was exciting. Um, it was an, the it thing was an is, like, with, with the internet now, it's allowed much more connectivity between the UK Gens fan base and the local Jacksonville fans fan fan base and that's that's made the whole thing of being a jacks fan much more enjoyable much more rounded because i know people on the ground who are passionate about their local area i know a lot more about jacksonville now than i did two three years ago so i feel a more rounded more passionate fan of the club now than i ever have been do do you all get on like on social media like the uk fan base versus american fan base or is there a bit of bitterness that we're stealing their games there's definitely that in the background. I think that's more the Facebook Jags fan side, which is not a side I'm into. I don't, um, I don't have a um, Facebook account. The, all the guys I interact with on Twitter are very proactively welcoming to anyone who wants to be a Jags fan. So, you know, as long as you're not a Titan, it's fine. Because <laughs> why, why wouldn't you be? <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, I, I, I think that... There's been there's been clear opposition in some quarters in America to games coming over here, of course, and yeah, there are the dicks that just think that we all they're and they're still out there that think we just we just like kickers and we like watching punts and kickoffs and that's it. <laughs> um, but there Which are do, there are there are fans of some teams that have had games over here that have been quite opposed to it, um, just because because it's not. You know, it's only a 16-game season. It's only eight home games. That's taking away 12.5% of your season instantly just by moving a single game. Um, and that's that's big. It always came to, like, whoever the losing head coach was always had something bitter to say about it as well, right in the <laughs> aftermath, <laughs> didn't they? Yeah, you know, it ruined X, Y, and Z. But when I think, was it not for the first three or four years that whoever won the London game went on to win the Super Bowl? Uh, it was oh, the first year, definitely. The, well, I think the, it was the first two. Was the, 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 the Giants, well, yeah. the first few at least. And um, yeah, it was. It did. Uh, it made me chuckle. You could guarantee whoever the losing head coach was was always was about to go back and say, "Oh yeah, the travel we didn't get on with it, and it ruined us for a couple of years." And you think, "Fuck off." Yeah, you were traveling from the game. same country as the team you were playing against, eh? Yeah, fairly sure I could get on a plane now, fly to America, and play a game of football, and I wouldn't be like, like I'm fairly shit at football anyway. But I'm fairly sure I wouldn't be like a hundred percent worse just because I was playing in a different country. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got a shit team, you've got a shit team because you're shit, rather than because you've had to come to England to play it. It's Plus, amazing. Are... It's amazing. It survived. Remember that first game, the Dolphins and the Giants. It was horrendous. And it was it. 13-9? Absolutely hosed it down the entire game. Yeah. And, and I Eli think the Manning, only touchdown was an Eli, Eli Manning. Manning yeah. 
Yeah. And the Dolphins were the Dolphins went. That's how long ago it was. And I think, yeah, the, Dolphins, yeah. the Dolphins like zero and thirteen or something like that that season. Did they win? Did they didn't go zero and sixteen, but they might have gone one and fifteen. And yeah. they they, they certainly had certainly absolutely dreadful, wasn't it? But yeah. and presumably a lot of British NFL fans turned up thinking, well, it's the Dolphins, so you know. We all we love the dolphins, except <laughs> about the Dan Marino dolphins. Yeah. The funny the funny thing about that, and I've I, someone might need to fact check this. Um, I'm looking at you, Pat. Um, I think it was that game in that quagmire was a few days before the Wally with the Broly on the same pitch, and that they uh, and where it was also raining, and the that qualifier for Euro 28, 2008 that. England missed out and lost yeah. to Croatia, and it got the, and, it didn't get the blame because it churned up the pitch. So yeah, I, I seem to recall that. Yeah, um, so yeah but it wasn't. No, no football, no England team has ever played on terrible pitches in the past before <laughs> then and lost. <laughs> you pick Scott Carson in goal, yet you blame the quality of the, pi- the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done. Say uh, what you like about Scott Carson; he's got a magnificent jawline. Both <laughs> Sam is, he still, is he still at Man City? No idea. I don't think we we can answer that. Well, I'm sure sure there's one that you look at the Man City third keeper and you think, really? It's bonkers. It was a Galatasaray or somewhere before that. (laughs) Just trying to make it in Turkey. Um, I'm I'm now going to tell you where Scott Carson is. By the way, um, he's at Man City. City, Yeah. There you go. He's only 34. Anyway, he doesn't look 34. Picture on Google that's come up. He looks about 50. Week eight is your uh, at Seattle, Rich. Uh, okay, that's probably too late. Oh, you know, you can ho- you can hope for a second wave. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll hope hope for there was a second reason. wave just so just that my the... team doesn't have to play in front of this. <laughs> yeah, fuck those dead people. Who cares about them? <laughs> Trump. <laughs> if only. Yeah, it's a Tory that... policy podcast now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of as much planning as they've put into it. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, on that note, should we should we do some any other business now, Craig? You, as he has has left this podcast, but he did pre-record his AOB, which genuinely you should all listen to. Obviously, I'm not going to really play it now, but I'm going to insert it neatly and seamlessly into the pod right now. Obviously, standard banter, but um, you know it's a it's a it's an important time. Um, right now um, <clears throat> We try not to get too political But we ain't got our eyes closed um, So we won't go away from the, 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 the tricky subjects So <clears throat> Yeah, I, I definitely wanted to Sort of comment on the whole Black Lives Matter And, and the protests and just the general environment um, The difficulty with that Is everything is just so Raw right now Um it's really difficult to understand sort of what message to give. It's hard to atta- uh, it's hard to articulate um, exactly what it is I even want to say. Um, thinking about that has has kind of helped me find the only message that I'm I'm clear on. So I say that rambling to say this. Um, it is the first time in my lifetime that there's been a a truly honest conversation about racism. Whatever side of the fence you fall, this is the first time that um, we can really call that shit out. Um, 
even on this show, uh, you know, we discussed um, sort of what white privilege means um, not too long ago. And, and that was um, maybe not challenged, but cert- no, definitely challenged. And, you know, some people took offence and, you know, we definitely moved on from that. We talk on this pod and, um, you know, that kind of was resolved and accepted. But that was only months ago. Right now, there seems to be, I don't know, whatever, like an awakening, a, a realisation and an acceptance um, that we we live in a society that is fundamentally unfair. Uh, it's unequal and the depths of how lopsided it is, how, how deep-rooted it is, are, are, are finally being acknowledged. Understandably, this impacts everyone, right? Black, white, red, blue, whatever. You are all experiencing this. Um, So with that in mind, I wanted to be, again, really clear on what I wanted to say. What do I think would be most useful? Uh, And this is what I settled on. Um, White people, um, particularly my working and sort of lower middle class males... I'm guessing you may, and this is a generalisation, isn't it? Not all middle class or working class white males are this going to apply to, but um, I'm generalising, sue me. Um, if, and this particularly, if you kind of fall somewhere in the, in the centre, maybe centre-right in terms of your politics, you kind of, you don't agree black people should be murdered. Like, you know that's obviously wrong. You understand... What we're saying, ish. Um, But you've got all these ideas around how we should be conducting ourselves. And by we, I'm talking about black people right now. um, And how we can further our cause in, um, you know, inverted commas. You're the type of guy who's commenting on the posts uh, and you're highlighting the flaws in your friends. Or maybe not your friends, but people's arguments, you know. Um, probably valid Some of them, you know, you're not saying you're wrong You're pointing out these nuances In people's arguments you, You're probably quite an articulate You're probably quite articulate um, And you're reasonably well informed Generally, not on this particular subject But generally, you know you, You're capable um, And you are the one who keeps saying Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it But So here's an idea. Right now, some of us, damn, most of us, particularly black people, right? Um, This is the first time in our lives that we have had the permission and the confidence to express ourselves. Now, that is a permission most of you will have had your whole lives. This is on an issue that is so steeped in identity um, and trauma. When people are expressing themselves, they may not get it right. They may not quite perfect their message. But the act of sharing the message is the important bit. Being able to be heard and to be honest um, is something that we have never had. So I say that to say this with the utmost respect How about shutting the fuck up? Like, right now, 
um, for for the pod purposes, right now is the time to play O line. I know you think we should run the ball, but right now we're playing backyard ball, and the quarterback's black. If he wants you to run a bootleg, get out of your stance and block. Get to the second level and block. Be an ally. Let's get this W. When we're back in the locker room, we can review the game plan. We can explore what we need to do to, to get to the Super Bowl. We can explore um, you know, what plays we need to be calling. But right now, for many of us, this is the most important game we've ever played. First time we have had the chance to call the plays. So I'm saying, if that description applies to you, be a teammate, be a leader, keep us out of the dirt and block for us. Love to all, BLM. There you go. That was Craig and things that needed to be said, put put very well. Couldn't agree with him more. You haven't listened to it. I have. I can make. I can really throw you under the bus. <laughs> what? What did you think when he? Yeah, yeah. Really. Uh, um, yeah, it's not going to take a rocket scientist to to work out what he he was talking about. Um, if you haven't heard it, but if you're listening to the podcast, you will have just listened to it. This it's a good is job we going a bit. Then. Yeah. To work um, out what he was going to talk about, having listened to it thirty seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> That is to assume that the majority of the people listening to this at this point aren't just us, which may be the case. Um, so, um, other any other business? And Mark, I'm going to just throw you throw you in yeah. next. Um, I'm sick of homeschooling. <laughs> I'm sick of homeschooling. Um, is that homeschooling or trying to nag your children into doing it? Yeah. Or is it a bit of both? It, it, it's the I, I have a respect for teachers anyway because my my missus is a primary school teacher, and the way that they've been treated by the government in terms of not giving them any kind of information before they tell the whole nation what's happening in schools is is a disgrace along with a lot of what they've done during this um during this pandemic and then um, every every other email from our school from the head teacher says exactly that yeah. <laughs> it's like you know as much as we do yeah we found out about this you know, yeah. we found out about this when the, you know the government announced that it was happening on monday and it's thursday it's it's a joke um plus the way that you know a lot of the comments i've seen on social media about how teachers have been um handling this you know from what i can tell 70 percent of the country believes that teachers have been off for five months and has been sat <laughs> sat on their feet up and in all honesty i've never seen teachers work harder because not only are they having to educate kids um, like produce a lot of a, a lot of stuff that they wouldn't necessarily have to if they were in class themselves because they could explain things to the kids themselves um, they're having to mark work remotely, in a lot of cases, deliver lessons remotely. All the while, they've got kids at home themselves in, a, in an awful lot of cases. Um, my missus is, is one of the years where they've had to go back in the last couple of weeks. So the, the schooling, our primary school age child who hasn't yet gone back has now been handed over to me. And fuck me, I am so bad at it. It's not even funny. <laughs> I like 
it's almost like it's a skill that people should be paid for right completely correct yeah and <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. have go through a lot of training in how to be able to deliver something like that like I'm, I'm my son's football coach and that there's such a noticeable difference with you know people who have paid and want to go to something rather than kids that are being made to learn stuff that they don't have any interest in and it's it's really noticeable and the thing that the thing that annoys me the most is, do you remember that program that Noel Edmonds presented? Are you smarter than a ten-year-old or whatever it was? Um, <laughs> it was on a couple of weeks ago. Are you I've not been, smarter I, than a ten-year-old, Mark? Right, he's seven. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I've been, I've been trying. The the math subject of of this week has been equivalent fractions. I don't know if you guys know how to sort out equivalent fractions, um, but I, I handed out a sheet to my lad and he like started whipping through some of it like he knew what he was doing and there's a little video that accompanies it and i had to watch that video twice in order <laughs> to be able to tell him what on earth was going on and all the while you're having to deliver it in such a way because he's looking at you as though like you do look at teachers like they know all the answers and um he's saying to me daddy is this right and i'm thinking I don't know <laughs> i reckon it is i'm not sure it looks pretty sensible um and yeah, it's um, all the while while sat in front of your own laptop trying to do your own trying day to, job, trying to, trying to do yeah. work. Yeah, yeah trying yeah. to work. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, people that are going on social media saying how great it is and they're loving homeschooling and that it's been really successful to you, fuck you. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't want to hear that right now. I, I want to hear tales of other people just like me that are failing miserably because that, I need that in my life. Yeah, um, I'll I'll give that to you if you like. I mean, not not entirely. It's very it's very much cherry picking though. Like it's very easy to get my son to do the subjects that he likes and he's good at. Impossible to get him to do like the others, which you know, he he'll choose the the lessons that he wants to do and happily do them. That's it, isn't um, it? Like that's a math lesson might come through to do with right angles. And like I said that to, to my lad and he was like, ah, oh, I don't really like right angles. And from that point, he's not going to learn anything there. <laughs> and but you can't, you can't spend, well, yeah, you know, I'm the same as you. I've got a job to do during the day as well. You can't, no. you can't spend your whole, because you say, I'll oh, go, go off and do this. And it'll take him 10, 15 minutes and you'll get, I'll get back into my work. And the next thing I realize is another half an hour's elapsed and he's just watching YouTube in the other room. <laughs> it's just Yeah. I think my I think my son has become that some kind of professional on Minecraft during, <laughs> during during lockdown. So if he's got a career in doing like becoming one of those millionaire YouTubers who plays Minecraft all the time, then it's worth it. Other than that, Jesus. By age ten. Yeah. <laughs> well if he's making those YouTube clips, my son will be watching them. I can tell you that without, oh, without any doubt. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question, Pat. Are you feeling a little smug right now? Oh, you know, I've, I've made life choices and they've, they've made me comfortable. <laughs> so, you know, because I'm I might be feeling a little smug right now. <laughs> well, really, what I'm doing is empathising with Mark because my mum was a teacher and they've been treated badly by the government for as long as I can remember to the point where, although she loved teaching and wanted to be teaching, and I imagine that's the case with most teachers. She said to me when I was starting to plan my career, don't be a teacher. It's awful. It's my, got my worse mom, throughout my career. My mother was also a primary school teacher and said the exact same thing to my missus. She did, <laughs> she did it anyway. <laughs> she, she did it anyway. 
it's, that... it's a sad state of affairs, isn't it? When being a teacher is that shitty that other teachers are actively trying to put you off it. Yeah. yeah, well, I think there's a reason. However, many uh, the statistics in terms of how many teachers leave on a, on every single day is uh, truly alarming. The yeah. disparity between the wages for MPs and teachers, nurses, firefighters, whatever, is disgusting. It's it's horrendous. Yeah, yeah, those teachers, nurses own far too much, don't they, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> pay those pay those MPs more. For all the good maybe we wouldn't get such idiots if maybe yeah maybe if we more. paid them more we'd get better ones ah mm, probably not though no, no, no. and the contrary is true you know if you pay your mps 25 grand a year people who really want to do it will be doing it rather than people who just want the power that can only be an improvement correct uh, they some of them want the money not just the power exactly and the money won't be there <laughs> sod off back to the spectator Anyway, next up, Pat or I can rips. jump in because um, I'm going to keep it brief. Uh, I got bored, obviously, because I've watched all of Netflix and was digging <laughs> through trying to find something new to watch. There is a series that they've just come out with called Space Force, and it stars Steve Carell and John Malkovich, and it's bloody great. It's fun. As in a it's comedy, short episode comedy. It's, it's 20, it? 25, 35, I think it's 35 minute long episodes. And it's basically a guy who's just been promoted to a, like, I think the highest rank you can be in the armed forces, uh, gets put in charge of a project that an unnamed president has come up with called Space Force, where the unnamed president has demanded boots on the moon, as in a moon base, by 2024, and he's the guy that's in charge of making that happen. It's very funny. There's a lot of slightly political digs, but that's not the main thing. It's it's very entertaining. It's a lot of fun. Ben Schwartz, if you've ever seen Parks and Recreation... Uh, ben Schwartz is the um, I can't remember the name of his character uh, but he's the annoying one that pops up that's a bit like a Muppet and is very funny and just um, pisses people off there's a number of really great actors in this and it's just a lot of fun so I recommend it I haven't done done a Netflix recommendation for a while this one's definitely worth going and having a watch Lisa Kudrow's in it briefly but not very much Oh, Um, that that would put me off (laughs) <laughs> no no she's she's i mean she's only in it a little bit but she's very entertaining the way they've kind of cast her um the yeah so that's it just a brief one that might be perfect selfishly that's perfect timing for me we we've got a, sort of got a missing slot for a program like that in our lives um, anyway that's neither here nor there probably uh pat give us your aob <laughs> oh, well, you come up with stuff just like i'd share you would share oh. that with you that's good. Me and the missus could really use something. <laughs> well, we've just finished. We've just finished or caught up with Brooklyn Nine Nine. That's been Nine-Nine. like our, our our escape for the last few weeks. It's so, which is so so good, and that's that's Rich actually, who sort of put me onto, and obviously many many other people who've watched that show because it's huge. Um, but having <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, it's not niche enough that I can take credit for that. No, no, but it was. I think it was mainly your you talking about it that got me to start anyway but there you go that's me throwing you a bone we don't i digress again pat i'm sorry give us your a or b that's all right so i'm pretty sure 
that a former Stevenage player threatened to sue me this week. So yes. I thought I'd just share <laughs> that story with you. Um, he has done yes. commentary work on, on uh, BBC Three Counties Radio, which is kind of where I know him from. He was a Stevenage player before my time. Um, there was an incident happened on the Borough Chat website this week, which I haven't been on since the end of the season because, frankly, thinking about Borough's predicament right now is depressing. So I've, I've kind of I'm cut never, ties I'm with it. I'm never off it. Yeah, it's, you know, there's, it's full of characters. In inverted commas. <laughs> anyway, he wrote a diatribe on Twitter complaining about people on Borough Chat accusing him of being racist. And I don't follow him on Twitter, so I was like, I wonder why people have thought have been accusing him of being racist. So I had a little scroll through the tweets he'd replied to and the tweets he'd retweeted and the comments that he'd made on the retweets that he'd made. And I was like, I wonder why people have been accusing you of being racist. And then a couple of other things happened a couple of days later. And so there was a reply to a retweet to reply to something else of a separate friend I know through Borough, and I just replied to him to say, it'll be interesting to find out whether a more effective strategy of stopping people accusing you of being racist is to A, threaten to sue them, or to B, stop retweeting right-wing tweets with fairly racist undertones. And about an hour later, this guy replied to me saying, you'll be hearing from me. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing from him. He has today <laughs> deleted his Twitter account. So, you know, I, I don't know whose tweets look more libelous in that sense. Ah, the, he always the sign of a non-guilty probably... man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you think he did it deliberately or just hit the wrong button? <laughs> I, I happen to, having been in the same conversation as, and not knowing who you're talking about, I did look this guy up and I disagree with something that you said. Um, you mentioned that there were undertones of racism. I'm not calling them undertones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was just Pat all clearly racist. I was trying to be polite. I did say overtly racist undertones as well, which is definitely an oxymoron, but you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he sounds like the oxymoron. <laughs> yeah, quite. quite. Absolutely. Hopefully that's the last I'll ever hear from him, but we'll find out. If he's going to sue you, do you think, yeah, it's not... It's, not the ideal move to help your case by deleting your Twitter account if you uh, if you think you're going to win anyway. He had to delete it, Adam, because he was stood in front of a statue in Hoddesdon a couple of days ago. <laughs> oh, I wasn't, wasn't going to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. Um, oh, do I want to talk about that? No, no. Is your voice just a little bit hoarse from shouting, get off our statue? Get off our statue, not in my country. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> You've got to end us on a happy positive note. You can't end us on that. Yeah. You should also probably clarify that Adam wasn't part of that baying right-wing mob. (laughs) (laughs) Just cheering from the sidelines. (laughs) No, I was filming it. No, I, I, the worst, the one of the worst things about, I mean, it's not, you, you can have a guess at the content of this, this clip, um, or paraphrase it. Um, yeah, uh, just ugly ugly stuff and it just something selfishly made it so much worse that it was happening in my town like you think and that is that isn't the right way to look at things it's not the right way to say oh it's all right if it's somewhere else of course not um, but it seemed to just really really anger me um this the particular clip um that did the rounds on twitter um the whole thing and there's one of my favorite 
lovely Italian restaurants in the background while this all this is all going on. Um, you know, but no publicity is all. All publicity is good publicity, as they say. I don't think that was. Um, but that, I, I, yeah, I said I didn't want to talk about that. I could, I could ask how I could possibly get a refund from Ryanair, who have cancelled flights for this summer. I don't know how to do it, and because you apply for one and they send you a voucher, and the voucher email contains a link. If you really, really don't want a voucher and have want a refund, click here. Although we won't process it until after this crisis is over and it will take many months. But if you really, really want one, click here and you click here and it takes you to FAQs about how to use the voucher. <laughs> uh, Training standards, mate. Oh, I think other people are on that case, I suspect. Yeah. Just, <laughs> um, just wait, it will come out before too Yeah, long. I, I can't. Well, I can't is, work out how to do it at this point. Um, this is one thing that we are worse than America about, is that at least in America you could have a class action lawsuit where everyone that's suffering in the way that you are trying to get refunds could all club together to try and do something about it rather than just having Ryanair sit there with their thumbs up their asses, going, yeah, we, we don't really care. Fuck off. Well, the, the, the irony is, I don't know if I used had this as an AOB before but I certainly ranted about it on Twitter this is the same booking where I got overcharged for two bags <laughs> and, and fought to get that back had I not even bothered with that fight I'd be in the same situation because it would just be a whole refund and it wouldn't matter <laughs> um, so that was all for nothing uh, but here we are uh, the other thing that I want to quickly mention is as a comparison between Netflix and Amazon Prime my four year old daughter <laughs> bought a series of Paw Patrol and another and something else. She spent, oh, it was like 15 quid in total on stuff that was on the Sky Planner anyway because she was browsing the Amazon Prime app and suddenly she's bought stuff. Um, Amazon Prime, you lose to Netflix in every conceivable way at this. Fine, yeah, the settings weren't right so she could do this. That's on me. Although in, the, in Amazon's defense, I have already had the money back because I asked nicely and they, they said, okay. But here's the thing. I can't work out how to change the settings on each of our devices to stop her doing this again. So she can't watch Prime unless she's supervised. Um, on, the, on Amazon Fire tablets, you can do it, but you can't do it on another device that I can work out unless you in, make her put the pin in to watch every single episode of Tom and Jerry and it's not like watching Amazon Prime it's not like Netflix where you put in a pin once and you can browse you can watch a series automatically and it carries on Amazon Prime makes you enter that pin every single episode so five minute episodes of Tom and Jerry that could get annoying so yeah Netflix you just have a subscription everything on there is free based on what you've paid. Amazon Prime have all that stuff, but there's loads of stuff on there as well that you can just buy, pay for, rent, whatever. And you browse and it's not clear until you click into something. As an adult really paying attention, it's not always obvious. It really um, hacks me off that Prime does that. It really, really yeah. hacks me off. I'd rather pay a pound a month more, everyone pay a pound a month more and just yeah. get everything free. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Tells my head in. There's loads of stuff on there. You think, oh, I didn't realize this was on here. Brilliant, I'll watch it. Oh, it's four quid. Fuck off. Just give it, just like put yeah. it as part of the service. Jesus Christ. But you I can, think you know, when, it comes to, when it comes to Paw Patrol, Adam, you just need to let her watch Mighty Pups because it's, you know, they're introducing new carriers. The dialogue's fantastic. The storyline is, it's right on point. Um, <laughs> there's 
Mayor Humdinger's nephew comes in. It's, you know, there's a lot going on. Who's on the case, Mark? Uh, Chase, mate. Yes. Chase is on the case. Chase is on the case. Yeah, uh, very much rubble's, so. Rubble's on the double, I think. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah, it's, um, th- there's a lot of good stuff there. You know, we're talking about new series to watch. Paw Patrol Mighty Pups. <laughs> yeah, screw your space, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, Space but, Force. No. Space Force, no. Yeah, it's in all fact, about the, the, the mighty pups—they are—they are trying to get to space. That's uh, the kind of the the preamble to the whole thing. I back the mighty pups. They could do oh, it. Oh yeah, they could. My favourite thing about this whole story is that I saw your tweet and I was going to reply to it. Your four-year-old is a genius, but I thought I'll just read the one reply that's already there, and it read, "Your four-year-old is a genius." Doesn't that save me the trouble? <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that Adams had a very quick AOV that was about 15 minutes long and basically boiled down to Amazon Prime is a bit shit. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much it. But we haven't Boy done fun. this in ages, so I've had, I've had a lot to get off my chest. We all have. <laughs> um, anyone want a second AOV? Because I've had three. <laughs> <laughs> nah, mine went on long enough as it was. It's like yeah, splitting enough. the bill at the end of the meal. Well, Adam should pay more. He had three AOPs. Oh, I, I, do, I, did, I did see in the week, though, that um, Norwich City Council have sent out a memo to members <laughs> oh. looking to uh, pedestrianise the city centre. Mark, Mark, <laughs> people forget that traders need access to Dixon's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Is that just like that that the company? Bloody hell. The comments, the comments under the uh, the tweet where I saw it, where the, the main the, the main tweet was, "You won't believe this," but and then the story, the comments underneath it were, were partridge gold. It was wonderful to see. The There's a, I think we follow the same account. It's just like a Alan Partridge quote of the day, and it's one of yeah. those quote of the day Twitter accounts that post twenty tweets a day, um, which is all good. Um, and I had a little conversation with someone else and the, that Twitter account today, and. They started it with the quote, and it's, Dan's a fantastic man. He really is. I was making him laugh this morning. I was on the phone to him. He was asking me what kind of phone I had, and I said, a Motorola Timeport. He said, that's sad. You want to upgrade. And I said, so do you, to a new face. He nearly soiled himself. Someone then replied with, I stand corrected, said the man in the orthopedic shoes. And the Partridge account says, God, that's good. Can I shake your hand again? And I just replied to that saying, voodoo, question mark. Alan Partridge quote of the day, Java. I've gone, well smelt. <laughs> thoroughly, thoroughly Brilliant. enjoyable exchange. Fantastic. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Done. Done. There's Done. six people, Linda. <laughs> Linda? Linda? Lin- Sorry, Linda. I don't know what happened there. Done. That's the worst <laughs> thing that this podcast ever done. <laughs> Got Partridge wrong. You can't hear Stop me. getting Partridge wrong. Dan! <laughs> right, let's, let's... Should we go? I think you've heard enough of us. What do you think? That was a bit good. Really enjoyed that. Um, Cheers. We, we might be back sometime. Dan! 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 Dan!